Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. It's episode 156. Woo! 156. It's April 25th, 425. Um... And that day is special for a reason because uh, it happens to be your birthday, and it and it happens to fall that your twenty fifth birthday happens to fall 25th. on twenty fifth on the twenty fifth day uh, of of the day you were born on four twenty five. So you turn twenty five on four twenty five. Not twenty five. Oh, you're not twenty six. Oh, oh, oops. <laughs> oh, that was last year's joke. Never mind. Um, I. Stall, stall, stall. <laughs> anyway, it, it's your birthday. H- happy birthday, Jacob. Well, thank you. I didn't get you anything. Uh, well. I'm just kidding. No, I. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, well, I. Well, it's never too late, Joe. Never too late. You can always uh, go on the Amazon wish when, list and but find. But when them. is too late? Like it's like it's like it's like saying Happy New Year in April. Is that is that too late? Yeah, if you say Happy New Year in April, I think that there you. You need to be quietly like removed from 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 society. It's kind of one of those things where where as a uh, Newman said, it'll happen to you suddenly. You'll be <laughs> a, a, a white unmarked van will pull in front of you, and, and maybe someone you know will reach out and grab you and be gone forever. Um, that's kind of I think what needs to happen to you. If you give me, if someone in public is like Happy New Year, and it's March thirtieth. There needs to be that, where's this van? I'm looking around for the van to <laughs> take you away from society because you are a menace to society. Well, thank you, Joe. Thank you for the happy birthday request. You can uh, hear the applause from everyone listening, too. No, seriously, thank you guys for the the kind birthday wishes I got. I got a, got a bunch of people who wish me happy birthday. And, you know, it is kind of weird that I'm no longer really on social media. I mean, Twitter, I've been on for like the past 48 hours, just kind of seeing what we're talking about today, just seeing it all unfold. Uh, but I mean, other than that, uh, I guess being on, being off of social media is the first birthday I've been off of social media, basically completely. It, it is kind of weird because not saying that I'm not accusing anybody of this, but um, I've fallen into this trap where if you go on Facebook or Instagram, they'll give you a little notification saying that, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday, wish him happy birthday, and you just do it because you see you see the notification, not that you remembered or um, didn't happen to, you know, click on their profile or kind of um, remember it in any way. So it's the first year that I haven't had – because, I mean, there's like I – I used to get like 30 or 40 happy birthday posts. You must have a lot of friends. But then I was like, you know, I don't know how many people out there really know it's my day or, or, or take the time to send me a private message or a, a text message or a phone call. Um, but for everyone out there who, 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 took, who, took, who took the time out of their day to send me a private message, a phone call, text message or whatever, uh, you're the real MVP. I love you and appreciate oh, all of you. <laughs> What's the, um, the Kevin Durant? you the real MVP. No, but seriously, though, <clears throat> it really does mean a lot to me that there are people out there who would take a few moments out of their day uh, to uh, to wish someone a happy birthday. I think that uh, it's one of the it, it's one of the easiest things that you can do that can, that can mean the most to somebody is a, is a quick little encouragement like that. So you know who you are. It's too many to mention, but but you know who you are. Too few to mention. <clears throat> no. You know, I've lived. <laughs> um, you know who you are, and I, from from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. And it's been a great, it's been a great birthday. I kind of celebrated my birthday um, over the weekend by myself. I went to Record Store Day in Atlanta at the Criminal Records shop. It was super cool, um, even though it was crazy, crazy busy. And me being the complete um, imbecile that I am, decided to only put two hours on my meter. And not a four, so a, it was. So record store day was a whole fifteen minutes for me inside the shop because I had to hurry or else I'd get booted, and I did not want to get booted in the middle of um, Little Five Points Atlanta. <clears throat> get shot? Get sh- no. Nah, I mean, it's not Little Five Points is fine, but I, I wouldn't go anywhere outside of that kind of eclectic area. Uh, but it was cool, cool to be around um, music lovers, and I think that 
There's definitely a crowd out there who has an appreciation for music and for owning something physical. Uh, I think that is something that we maybe need to start bringing back. It was good to see, you know, there was probably two or 300 people that were lined up before the shop, before the shop even opened to go in there and to buy um, CDs, cassettes, and uh, vinyl records, um, which I think is cool. I think we kind of need more of that. And maybe, maybe you know, this is a positive that there is a a uh, <clears throat> a yearning to have something physical to hold something. Uh, maybe we were kind of going back to that because I mean, look, I usually stream most of my music, but there's something about holding a record. Like you know, when, whenever you whenever you find a record and you love that record. Something about holding it, being able to read through the liner notes and saying, hey, this is something that that somebody uh, put their blood, sweat, and tears into. Yeah. You know, so, 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 so put a chunk of their life into this and you can hold it. And, you know, if you take care of a vinyl record, it'll it'll last for a very long time. Same thing with CDs. So. It's like I, uh. What do you, what's so funny over there? What, like what do you, I, spit I, it out. It's like I recently found a, a, a Bob Seger, um. Uh, vinyl you know it's just that good old time rock and roll you know you, you open it up and it's still the same um you know it's just there's something about about <laughs> buying old things um that you know it just it it never it never seems to get old it's always just you know it's always right there for you and just it's always it's still the same um do you, no do, do you not get the puns <laughs> yeah no i am getting all these puns and i'm trying very hard to to ignore the puns i'm just i'm just <laughs> I'm just nodding and saying, okay. Should, should we turn the page? Uh, Shut up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, I wish there was a um, a VHS day, like there was a record store day for all the VHSs. Maybe VHS might be coming back. I, I don't know. I mean, I think is, the thing but of, is it sad, though, to collect VHS if you don't even have a VHS player that works? Well, well see, that's a little weird. <laughs> is that strange? It'd be like having a, a laser disc collection, but not, not having, actually yeah. owning a laser disc player, which. <clears throat> Laserdisc players are rec- ridiculously expensive right now. Because they never really were popular, were they? I mean, like they were popular, but CD basically put them out of CD business. into DVD. Just it, there was no comparison because uh, you know people who don't who don't know what a Laserdisc is. Just just imagine a a CD the size of a vinyl record, like like a it's like a twelve inch LP, but Sometimes there are some movies that were too large, so you had to have two. Oh my god! And then yeah, and then so you'd have a player that would have to cycle in between these two discs. But apparently, because it was still an analog technology, it, it was still analog. It wasn't. It wasn't digital. It had, it had like a needle or something that would read the the um, indentations on the actual disc. Um, it, it apparently the the audio quality on a laser disc is unmatched to anything digital because it was all analog. Hmm. Um, so that's just what I've heard. I've heard that some people say that because there were many concerts that were put to laser discs, they say that the audio quality on those are uncomparable to anything digital you can find. Like better or worse? Better. Oh, it's it's okay. kind of like how if you find a vinyl record, if you, if you find a, a mint vinyl record for an album that was mixed and mastered for that medium... It'll blow. Of course, you, of course, you know you gotta have a good setup. You can't be playing it on a sixty dollars Crosley um, thing that you bought from Walmart on on the built-in speakers. But if you have a, a a high quality set with a good cartridge, good stylus, and good speakers, it will blow any sort of digital file out of the water. Even even lossless FLAC files, it'll just destroy. Because you you know whenever a record is mixed for that medium. Pretty hard to reproduce otherwise. I prefer to, to keep my music on floppy disks, but that's that's just me. <laughs> One song per disk. <laughs> One song per floppy disk. Yeah, you put it in the drive. Beat. Wait, it's like hum. <laughs> <laughs> Done. This podcast is over. I'm walking out. Walking out on my own podcast. Don't you be. Don't you be throwing those. Don't you be throwing those. We look. This whole show is just one big inside joke. <laughs> that film is the most inside joke of all inside jokes. We're talking about the stupids. Not, um, not the mafia has inside yeah, jokes like this. Yeah, we're just talking about. There's a film called The Stupids that starred Tom Arnold back in the late back in the back in the late 80s, early 90s, and is the 
most horrendous movie <laughs> of all time. But there are so many throwaway lines in that film that are just instant classics in this family that you just threw the whole drive be. Anyways, well, again, thank you so much for the birthday wishes. Uh, I cannot honestly thank you guys enough. And this has been a busy week. I'm wrapping up school for the last full semester. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, we are proud of that. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, w- I woke up today. And, of course, I woke, I wake up to some birthday messages and some phone calls. And people texted me and messaged me on Twitter at work. And that's awesome for all those people that did that. You know, those were all fantastic. And I, and I love and appreciate all that. But what might be the greatest birthday gift of all is what the Doge father himself did. You know what he was? He was like, he was sitting up there at Tesla headquarters, or wherever he was in Austin. He's like, you know what? How can I bless Jacob today? How can I make his day and his birthday even better? And you know what he did? He decided to go out and buy Twitter. Yes, folks, he did it. It's finished. It is done. It is going to happen. Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter for roughly about $44 billion. And at what, at basically at the price he asked for, he asked for $54.20 a share, which is a 38% premium over the current um, share price. And it's happening. It's officially happening. And it was one of those things where I... Whenever he started talking about buying it, we're like, okay, yeah, it, it, we'll see. You know, I always had a little glimmer of doubt that it wasn't ever going to happen just because of all the crap that Twitter would try to just throw out there. And, um, you know, but as he got more funding and he actually got secured funding from Morgan Stanley, I was like, this is getting a little more serious. But it happened. Happened today. It officially was announced today. They, I was I was watching CNBC this morning because I hate myself, and um, they were talking about how apparently they had struck some kind of deal was in the inner the beginning workings, and then about one o'clock today mm-hmm. they they uh, halted trading. Yeah, they halted trading, meaning that they had some kind of announcement to make at about four four thirty, and look, you don't just halt trading. <laughs> For no reason. For no reason, unless something big was going to happen. They halted trading because... Um, unless, obvi- unless it's GameStop. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's that's for a different reason. That, that's to let the market catch up because people are probably not going to make margin call that day. But, yeah, halted trading about 1, 1.30. And then once I got that, once I got that notification, my phone was like, okay, it, this is actually, it's actually going to happen uh, if you don't just halt, halt trading on a stock for no reason. And he did it. He did it, um, and they said that the the apparently I think they're supposed to actually come up with all the figures today or tomorrow, and we'll be to look through all of that as well. But boy, Twitter was a buzz today. I actually kind of was on Twitter the most today than I have in probably six months, which again is not that much. I was probably on there for about thirty minutes to an hour cumulatively to today, which is not nothing compared to what I used to be on Twitter. And I don't expect me to be on Twitter much more than that because I still am kind of part-time. It's more of like a side job. I'm not – I have no desire to fully fully go back. But, you know, the Twitter was a buzzing today. It was crazy. Everyone was coming out of the woodworks to to welcome our new, our new uh, owners, our, our new manager, if you will. Under new management. Under new management. Uh, what were your initial thoughts this all this well, happening. It seemed like the reaction to uh, the Tweety being bought by by Elon was okay. So the one side was reacting like it was the end of Empire Strikes Back at the end of the movie when it's the whole galaxy is celebrating that the Empire has been destroyed. Oh, yeah, they, like um, like um, Return or sorry, of Return, the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Okay. So yeah, everyone thought it was Return of the Jedi. They're all <clears throat> celebrating in the in the forest of Endor with the pup with the uh, the, the the little the little cute teddy bears. Um, and there, it's a big party on Coruscant, wherever. And the other side was was pretending as if this was the D-Day landing invasion from Saving Private Ryan. Um, and it could not have been more different. We were, I was watching Tucker <clears throat> before we were got going here, and he was playing a video from MSNBC. It was Joy Reid had on some guy. I don't remember what his name is. 
and he was lamenting the fact that did Elon ask a woman of color? Did he ask a minority if this purchase was okay? And I thought, well, first of all, Elon is from Africa. <laughs> so that kind of makes him a minority. Technically, and, but, he's but, an African-American. But, but furthermore, who actually cares? If Why he, would you need the opinion they, of... They said, you know, did, did he ask a woman? And Joy Reid did that. Mm-hmm. Did he ask a woman? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Okay, what... what? First of and all... And if they said yes, <laughs> okay, fine, buy it. First of all, I'd ask Joy Reid, what's a woman? Yeah, what is a woman? What, what's a woman? Because apparently we, we have to ask women, but whenever you go to uh, ask these people, what is a woman? They say, oh, well, that's not for me to decide. That's not for I'm me not to a decide. Biologist. I'm not a biologist. Although, you know, so yeah, you could have pulled the Matt Walsh and said, okay, well, what is a woman? And of course, they can't answer that question because they set up this this false narrative that, well, anyone can be a woman. Okay, well, then, then again, Joy, there's plenty of women that I know on Twitter who are very happy with this decision. Do, but does, did they ask the right women? Yeah, it's this, it's this thing. Did they ask? Did they ask the women that we want to ask? Well, I think I think what's what's really making them upset is that Joy Reid wasn't asked herself by That's what Elon it if it was okay for him to purchase the Tweety. Um, but again, it, the 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 reaction from the left and from people who are uh, who are who say they're for free speech, but they're really uh, they're, they're really the ones who are pushing censorship and uh, one opinion allowed on any platform. Uh, they were all, it's just the, the, the excuses they were making for their outrage were just were utterly insane and ridiculous. Uh, you sent me some screenshots of Robert Reich and how, well, we can't have billionaires running or, or owning hold these on. corporations. Here. It's like, okay, the, it's like, it like, the, like the world's richest man can't not, cannot run uh, a social media platform. Like, like, should we tell him? Should we tell him that Jack Dorsey ran this and he's a billionaire? Should we tell him that Jeff Bezos runs the Washington Post? Well, of course he should, had an issue with that. Should we tell him that, that Bloomberg is run by, you guessed it, Mike Bloomberg? Well, should, you, should we tell him about this? Well, you know that Robert Reich had – Robert Reich had had a, had, a, had a wonderful day on Twitter today. Uh, he said uh, – isn't it cons- – I'm paraphrasing, of course. He said, he said, he said should, it, it should be concerning that the second – first and second richest men in the world – own Twitter in the Washington Post. And then someone commented in the like, and who, okay, okay, Robert, who should own these two companies, right? That's the first point. Is the 10th richest person in the world, is that is that better than the first and second? Um, and then again, it's, there's a reason why the richest person in the world owns Twitter. It's because he earned that wealth through being a good business owner. There's, there's a reason why the the poorest person in the world doesn't own these companies. Robert Reich has this instant. Um, it's like, oh, he has money. Instantly bad. Instantly shouldn't be allowed to own companies. <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm struggling for the words here, but you don't see Robert Reich saying, oh, well, you know, um, it should be concerning that a Bill Gates owns owns. Um, a, b- a bunch of vaccine companies, and he has, and he owns the largest landowner in America. You know that that of course is is, is no not, concern, no concern there. Um, Robert Reich did have a, a a wonderful 180 spin here. So this is a tweet from July seventh, twenty twenty one. So not even that. It's not even not even a year ago. He said uh, Trump is suing Facebook, Twitter, and Google for violating his First Amendment rights by keeping him off their platforms. Somebody should remind him that they're private companies to which the First Amendment does not apply. Hey. Okay. Sounds like a libertarian. A yeah. libertarian. And then here's what he writes today. He wrote, Musk and his apologists say if consumers don't like what's going on with Twitter, they can go somewhere else. But where, but where else would consumers go to post short messages that can reach millions of followers other than Twitter? The free market increasingly reflects... The demands of big money. Oh, so oh, wow. oh so he has wow. a problem. I, I love. Isn't it ironic? I love the dunking that is going on on Twitter right now with everyone saying it's a private company. They can do whatever they what want. It's a private company. But even even look, whenever Robert Reich wrote that tweet, technically they were private, but they were still publicly traded companies. Now Twitter is really a private company. They can do whatever they want, Robert Reich. So you should. I think what he's afraid of is that he's going to get on the axe. He's going to get banned. He's going to get banned. Well, he probably won't. But 
I don't want him to get banned. I don't want him either, too, because I, I, I want to always to have, the, whenever he tweets something out that's utterly ridiculous, there's always a, tr- a tweet from a year, two years earlier that completely refutes that mm-hmm. it's it's this is like you know like like you, like you just said I, I I love that kind of stuff and the in the watch these people squirm and say oh well I changed my mind or whatever uh, no Robert you're an idiot and your 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 middle name rhymes with tick um, but we there are just so many other great great points out there there was there was one I saw. I'm drawing. I'm drawing blanks. I saw so many. I was trying to screenshot a bunch of them. But there was one um, where they were saying that this is this is this is the end of democracy and how this is this is how we are living under an oligarchy, which we are. We already which, were. Which we're like, uh, where have you been, bro? Hello. <laughs> where have you been? Um, but one of my one of my favorites, and this is a little video I'm gonna play for you. Um, it's a little Brian Stelter. Seltzer. Little Brian Seltzer, which, uh, you know, is a little picky himself. You can't see the man's face, but I'm going to try to do the best to to talk about what he's saying. This is a little 30-second clip or whatever when he was on CNN. And, of course, all the major news networks were freaking out about this, just, just having – just losing – it was almost like they're reacting as if someone like um, – as if um, – um, Richard Spencer had 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 bought Twitter, and uh, and uh, and uh, Richard Spencer, who I am no fan of, but if, but if Richard Spencer had bought Twitter, you would see the same exact reaction to what what is going on right now. And you know, probably a little bit of a difference between um, Elon Musk and Richard Spencer. Probably, maybe, maybe just going on the limb here that they're not quite the same person, but the reaction is the exact same. So this is um, Brian Stelter talking about the fact that. There might be, you know, fewer, fewer rules as far as what will be a bannable offense. Now, to all the people out there who are saying that's going to be the wild, wild west on Twitter now, um, I don't think so. I think that there will be some uh, level there'll of a moderation where you can't be posting anything that, that harms any other people. Like you can't post any cheese pizza or you're not going to post Doxing anything. Doxing probably Doxing, shouldn't be allowed. You're not going to post anything violent or that, you know, brings violence to other people. None of that kind of stuff will be allowed. But – but for the most part, um, you know, if, if you wanted to go on there and say that the, the uh, 2020 election was a rigged, you can say that or you can say whatever you want about the voter the, fraud, the voter fraud or the the illness of uh, 2020. You can probably say stuff like that on there. Uh, but let's just see what Brian Seltzer has to, Brian Seltzer has to say about um, there being fewer rules out there. And will people actually want to uh, be a part of it? Let's see what he has to say. Look, look who knows? I, I think that's, a, a, that's, a, that's a, an example of a broader question for Twitter, which is, if you, uh, if you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom uh, for, for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party? Or are you going to decide to stay home? And that- so what he's saying is that if you if the if Twitter is completely open and there's no rules, would you actually would anybody actually want to be a part of that? Of course, someone like Brian Stelter might you know voice some op- opposition to that because uh, Twitter for the longest time has basically had the rules put into his favor. Well, he was never concerned about being banned or being shut down from Twitter. Um, Jacob, myself, um, has been censored on Twitter. I've been shut down on Twitter for saying things as as innocent as um, Kyle Rittenhouse did nothing wrong. Which, you know, looking to the future whenever he was acquitted of all charges and proven not guilty, um, I would like some reparations, please, for, for, um, for being right. For being right. <laughs> Well, I, n- I I've never I never believed that uh, Brian Seltzer's ever been invited to a party. Anyway. Yeah, that's that's the um, joke. Yeah, but you know, would you want would you want Brian Seltzer at a party? No, no. Of 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 all the personalities on news, like if you take all of them, he is the last person I would rather have Don Lemon at my party than Brian Seltzer. You know, better yet, I would ha- I would rather have Keith Olbermann and um. Uh, Brian Williams at my party before I would invite Brian Seltzer. You know, you know, you know heck, I would, I would. Who who who's also the who who's who is unbearable to be around? 
Don Lemon. Don Lemon. Uh, if you had he Don should, Lemon, but he's just stupid. Don Lemon is just stupid. But you know, but you know that, that if you had Brian Williams and you had like fireworks or something like that, he'd be like, "And these images, they I'm are guided beautiful. by the beauty of our weaponry, <laughs> <laughs> and they are beautiful." <laughs> or, uh, or, uh, um, uh, what's the, Keith Olbermann? Yeah, okay. Keith Olbermann is probably the most ab- okay. Robert Reich. If you had to get Robert but, okay, Reich, but he's not like he's not like a, he's not a media personality. Keith, like Keith Olbermann, I think, is the most. So Rachel Maddow. Richard? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I'm trying to think. Who who is who is so obnoxious that would be more fun than Cuomo? Brian? Chris Cuomo? I just, I, I'd, I'd, rather have, I'd rather have his brother. I think, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but Brian Seltzer wouldn't even make the, the honorable the honorable uh, mentions list on the, uh, on the invitee list. But anyway, yeah, I... It's all so predictable because this is what they have to say. This is what this this is how they have to react. Because the the point of the whole thing is that the reason why they're upset is because he, with Elon buying Twitter and if he if he does half of what he th- says he wants to do with Twitter, it will finally bury the rest of these dying dinosaurs. These 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 carcasses they're being feasted on by vultures on the side of the road in phoenix in in the summer of these just terrible media organizations that the the only reason why they've been kept alive is because they've had such favorable because they are they are the chosen ones and every social media platform has chosen them to be the reliable sources no pun intended there with brian seltzer but <laughs> um but with 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 the Tweety finally being opened up to be the internet of kind of how it used to be when it first started, uh, it's going to bury all these people. And the reason why they're so obsessed is because, well, with Elon owning it pretty much by himself, you can't control him. There's no gatekeepers of information now. It's just him and whatever they set the rules up to be. And the reason – and see, that's the difference with, with, with Elon is because – we look at Bezos. You look at all. You look at uh, Gates. You look at all these other rich billionaire guys. They're controlled opposition because you know they've bought into the to the scheme, right? When uh, I heard a story of um, Bill Gates came to Elon Musk and he was saying, "Could you possibly look into uh, giving money to charity for climate change stuff?" And Elon said, "Well, as soon as you give up your short on Tesla." <laughs> And Bill Gates was like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. I'm not talking about my shorts on your company. You know, I want you to give money to to climate change stuff. And Bill Gates said, no, Elon said, Tesla and I do more for climate change than you do. So uh, go pound sand. And it's like, you can't, you, you can't control them. And that's what scares them the most. And I, I read an article... A couple weeks ago, by our president uh, Jeff Deist of the Mises Institute, and was, he was talking about how we need new elites uh, because in any system of of government or society or whatever, there's there, there are going to be elites. There will be natural elites. I mean, Hans Hermann Hoppe has talked about this numerous times, and even in Democracy: The God That Failed, he's talked about it. Um, but there are going to be elites in a society. And the elites we have in our society currently are very, very un- unimpressive. Um, when you look at someone like Jeff Bezos, yes, he created um, Amazon and Blue Origin, but you look at him as a man, and he's just like, well, whichever way the wind is, whichever way the the wind is moving, the flag is the way I will go. You look at all these people, how a lot of a lot of rich and wealthy and uh, famous people in our world. Um, a lot of very influential people in our world come into their wealth and into their fame uh, almost by happenstance. The difference is that we need actually to come up from nothing and create something. Well, that's that's certainly the case with Elon. And I think Elon is that new kind of elite in a culture and in a society that is kind of, is kind of the way that we should be trending. Now, is it okay that we that we're relying on one person to fix all of our problems well no but what other options do we have it's not ideal it's not ideal but what are the what what, what are what are the other options um because as i'm constantly being reminded no one is coming to save us no one and 
<laughs> because no one's coming to save us, whenever someone is trending in the right way, like Elon is, because if even if he does half of what he says he's going to do, that will be far better than the current situation. And yes, it's just Twitter. And yes, Twitter is not a representation of the whole society at large. But it is in a platform where lots of people congregate to uh, share and, and, and debate ideas and topics. And if you're going to have that, it should at least be a place where there's as little censorship and as little controlling on the knob of the flow of information as possible. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, with, with especially with, with with Twitter in general, is so many people no longer um, go to the New York Times or go to the Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, or they don't watch. Many people don't watch Fox News or MSNBC. They they really don't get their news from from uh, these sites anymore. They usually go go Twitter, or they or they get it from TikTok, or they get it from memes. Well, yes, but I'm saying though is. Uh, people who 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 generally want to be informed usually are not going to these sites anymore. And honestly, I thought about it. I said, really, the only news site that I watch is CNBC. That's just because in in the morning you can usually get the 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 fastest breakdown about what's going on in in the markets at that time. So for me, usually CNBC is what I watch. But you know, I also read the the New York Times. I, I read the Wall Street Journal every day as well. But uh, but. If I want something that that is that is late breaking and that is ongoing, Twitter, that's that's where you go. If it you're gonna find, if you want to find something out first, you have to go to Twitter before it goes anywhere else. It'll be on Twitter first. And you know, there's some things that that Elon's talked about um, doing to improve Twitter. And I think honestly, uh, these would be fantastic. I know that he was talking about. A way to make the make the the um, algorithm completely open source, so anyone can see what's being promoted and what's not being promoted, and what's you know not allowed and what is allowed. Because right now it's so vague, you know. There's people out there who have um, you know way way more followers than I have that can't get engagement on certain tweets uh, for for no reason. And I think that making it open source and making it where where uh, it's transparent is is a great thing as well. Um, something else I think is is huge that I I so wish um, that we had that that you don't really have on um, Facebook doesn't have this this issue as much and then um, Instagram does not have this have have this issue as much at least back when I was on those platforms is the bots uh, bots are all over Twitter like it is inescapable that you'll have um, you'll have especially back back whenever Trump was on Twitter. Trump would put something up, and then there would be this, this account that has no followers, no interaction with anybody, but will, it'll post some kind of snarky comment, and then it'll get hundreds of thousands of upvotes and all crazy interaction. And, you know, this, 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 this account has, has no bio, no location. No pictures. It was created literally this month. It has no picture. The bots are, are rampant on this site. And, you know, one way that you can fix this is by allowing people who are actual human beings to be verified. The, the, the verification process on this platform is so broken and so messed up that there are people who have millions of subscribers, or not subscribers, followers, who... Are, are are not verified. I mean, guys that come to mind are like are like Lex Friedman. Lex Friedman has what, one one point two million followers and has, I think his podcast. Don't quote me this, but I'm I'm, I'm gonna double check real quick. His his podcast I think is is in the top ten or top fifteen of um podcasts on on the charts. Hold on. Crap. Where's just the where's Spotify's? Anyways. Last time I checked, usually if you go to the top episodes on um, Spotify, he is usually in those charts. The daily, uh, it, regardless, I, I can't find it. It's 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 on it's on the mobile version. But whenever Lex posts a podcast, it's usually in, in the in the top ten, and he can't be verified. You know what? 
what what needs to be done for that? Because if you can have now, I'm not saying that everyone, everyone needs to be blue check mark because I don't think that's what needs to happen either. But maybe a a different colored check mark if you have verified your identity. A green check. Yeah, and so so if if you did something like oh I don't know you know my name is Jacob Standridge on Twitter that's so that's my name on Twitter and then of course my birth date is in there. If there was a way that hey if you submitted a government issue ID or something I don't know and then they could they could verify say oh you are really this person then we will verify you as an actual human being that eliminates the issue for 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 for, for bots and that takes it away and it also makes it better uh, because you know who you're talking to you're talking to a real person so you so you, you know if you want to engage somebody on that platform you're not talking to an AI. An AI. You're not talking to a robot. Also, prevents people from having multiple accounts and being able to spam, um, you know, spam comments and all those other stuff on there, um, because you know you'd be linked that that ID or whatever would be linked to one account. So if I want to make a second account, I I couldn't both be verified as a human. Stuff like that, I think, is is almost a no brainer. That would instantly just improve the platform. Just, just stuff like that. Just those two simple things uh, would improve the platform greatly. And then, of course, if you had a simple terms of service that everyone can understand. And look, these are things that I think that you can find so much common ground on. Um, you know, so nothing that harms another person can't be put on there. That eliminates, you know, nothing illegal. And, you know, if if you want to have your flat earth community on Twitter, uh, oh, so what? Well, I don't think anybody's saying that flat earthers harm anybody. But yeah, but I'm saying, that, saying. I'm saying is that there are <laughs> some, like, flat earth people that do get... Um, like death threats? Yeah. Really? Well, no, 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 sorry. So not, not to death threats, but they don't get... They get, like, shadow banned, and they get stuff like that. Like, sure, is flat earth theory stupid, and... And completely, you know, illogical. Yes, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess I always fall into the category that sunlight is the best disinfectant for for bad ideas, and, the, and that you know, let let the public um, debate determine what they think. And I, you know, it, the, the more that flatters people get exposed. Um, it just proves the fact that you know the 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 community is so dead. You know they had a strong rising in the 2017 or whatever, but it's so dead now. And that goes for you know the anti-vaxxers and everybody else. Which uh, I'm not. I don't know anybody a part of that community personally, but you know I think that just as long as the content isn't hurting anybody and as long as it's not causing violence or you're not inciting violence to anybody, I, I don't know why that kind of stuff can't be discussed and and can't be um, allowed because Twitter has, if you think about Twitter as the public um, square, you know, of course you wouldn't ban someone on a public square if they wanted to say, hey, vaccines are killing people, right? You know, of course you wouldn't I saw, ban that I kind saw, of talk. I saw a bumper sticker that said vaccines cause SIDS. Yeah, I don't Sudden know. infant death syndrome, which I, I, I have no idea if they do or if they don't. I have no idea. Um, but... I agree. Yes, sunlight does. You know, is the best disinfectant. Sure, um, but two. You know, if you're offended by someone's ideas or speech, just block them. Yeah, I mean that's block a- them or or just choose not to look at their posts. Don't actively go out and look for it. Oh, wait. Go back to that. What? What did Robert Rice say? Robert Rice just posted something the other day. He said, or actually, it was just a little bit ago. Go back up. No. You may, you, may, you may have to search it because I hate myself. Cause... <laughs> there, there, is. there is. Reminder. Reminder. Elon Musk's fortune, which ultimately enabled his takeover Twitter, was jump-started by American taxpayers. Is he, uh, now, is he, is he referring to SpaceX or Tesla? Probably both. So the thing with SpaceX is that uh, it's kind of hard to get into the aerospace industry without dealing with NASA. It's kind of hard not to do that it's kind of hard to build spacecraft without dealing with nasa at some point or another so 
in every company, every aerospace company that builds rockets at one point or another um, has to deal with NASA. Like if it's ULA, Boeing, um, Rocketdyne, you know, whatever. Uh, Blue Origin or uh, Rocket Lab, they all at one point or other have to deal with NASA. Um, and if he's talking about the, the the contracts that he got from NASA, um, all that money has been paid back. And, and in the case with EVs, with Tesla, it's my understanding that a lot of the times when these, these like the subsidies and stuff that they get, it's almost unavoidable because they they don't have a choice to take it or not to take. It. They have to take it. So and then, it, but but Robert, you say that you say that like it's a bad thing. Like isn't but isn't that kind of what you want? So like, dude, just stop, just stop already. You you you've dug a hole big enough. Just just put the shovel down. Anyway. What else is there to say about this? Now, I guess the biggest question is, will I be getting back on the Tweety? Yes. To get, you know, to boil this whole thing down um, to, to, to the, not the atom, not the nucleus, but what's the... Um, the quarks. The quarks of this whole conversation. Will Joe Stamberg be, be returning to uh, the we Twitter? We are waiting. I know, I know everyone on the Tweety is, is waiting with bated breath. You know, I saw I saw Elon Musk tweeting back, Joe Stanberg, where are you? I know. Uh, I saw him. It, it was what crazy. do you say at real Donald Trump? <laughs> um, the 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 uh, the 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 question the the answer to this question is this: If Alex Jones, the Donald, uh, are back on the Twitter, so whilst I now that doesn't mean I'll be an active daily user, but I will I will re-download the app. Oh, okay. I'll Should download we'll the app. Download the app. If, if the Donald and Alex Jones are back, yeah, you know, I put the, I re-downloaded the app today. It's on my phone now. Um, now, as far as what my activity now, I now I did say I did say that that if Elon were to take Twitter, buy it, um, I did say you I would probably use Twitter more often just because I feel that. Reason why I stopped using Twitter was just because of the the addictive side I had to it, and I don't I don't have that urge anymore to be on it twenty four seven. I'm just kind of on it more because of everything that's been going on here recently. But uh, just the fact that I could be banned for or, or um, taken down for some stupid reason, like saying that Kyle Rittenhouse did nothing wrong, um, and. I just that's why I kind of went to Substack. I know that Substack, as of right now, has no plans to ban people for that. I kind of made Substack my new Twitter, first to a certain degree, and I still will be on Substack. Substack will still be my my main um, avenue for writing and for publishing stuff. Um, but will I post a, a little quick tweet every now and then? Maybe. Um, you know, I think the most tweeting I've done. Is I read I, I shared a couple projects that I'm doing and then I retweeted um, the CNBC post of him buying Twitter and that's been it. So you know I, I if you if you follow me on Twitter don't expect um, so you know so don't expect me to be out as active as I was in the past. But if you wanted to reach out to me, I will probably start linking my Twitter down below more often. And I'll be referring to that as a method of communication. Like if you want to shoot me a message on Twitter, I'll be able to check it out on my phone. Like back in the day, if you were to shoot me a message on Twitter, I probably wouldn't see it for three or four days because I just never go and check it. Um, I did hear, though, unfortunately, that Trump is, has, is not going to be joining back. He's, he released a statement saying that he's going to be focusing on Truth Social. Which he doesn't use. Which at this point, I don't see going anywhere now that Twitter is out of the hands of 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 the old guard. I don't see truth social I don't think I'll see truth social taking off. I, I I think it is DOA at this point because its only selling point was that it's not Twitter and yeah. that it's an opposition to Twitter whereas is if Elon is going to do the things that he said he's going to do and there have been some speculation I've been seeing about Jack Dorsey playing some kind of role in Twitter. And I, look, I've seen Jack's tweets here here recently, and I honestly 
I honestly think that some people, I know that um, there were some people like a Tim Pool and some others who said, who said, who, who said that, that Jack's actually a, a good guy. Wasn't it like the Joe Rogan too mm-hmm. said that Jack's a good guy. Jack actually is a good guy. And the more and more I've seen him, especially now that he's sort of been freed of the board and he's been freed and now able to speak freely, I really do think that he is a good guy. And I think that if, if Elon were to bring him on in some kind of role, that there'd be positive changes that would come from that. Because uh, I think that he does share a lot of the, the values that we want to see on the platform. And the fact that he was you know retweeting some Rothbard is always good. Well, but, the, but the biggest question with, with Jack Dorsey is, okay, dude, you were the CEO. You are the founder of this company. No, he's not. Well, he was. Well, no, Jack Dorsey is not is not the founder. He didn't create Twitter. Okay, but he's been there for a very long yes. time. He was a CEO. Maybe, wait, did I don't think Jack Dorsey created Twitter. Hold on. Anyways, continue. You, um, you can go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I got to pull this up. So he, he was the CEO. He was in charge of running Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he said that he was going to do all these things about making the platform better and never did it. Now, either he was lying or his hands were tied by the board of the Tweety. So, it's... Okay, so, so, so he was a co-founder. Sorry. Okay, I strike so he, that. Co-founder of the Tweety. Strike that. Um, so, if, if he said he was going to do all these things and never did, then I think what needs to happen is the entire, the entire company needs to be fired. All of it. All of them. the The board needs to be uh, escorted out of the building. All the all the higher and low level managers and the in the pencil pushers need to be pushed out of the building, and it needs to be restarted from the beginning. Uh, they, they, they basically need to start start from scratch. Is what needs to happen because anyone who's who uh, is any holdovers are going to be dead weight because they're always going to try to. Oh well, you know, this is how he used to do things back in the day. No, no, no. All that's got to be uh, taken care of and, and you know uh, kicked out. Other because if they don't, it's it's always there's always going to be this battle of well, you know, legacy employees versus new employees are going to be fighting with Elon. And it's just it's just save yourself the heartache and the headache and just start over. That's what I would do. But I'm not. I, I didn't buy Twitter. You didn't buy Twitter. Mm. My thing is that why would you buy Twitter when, when it's free on the App Store? Uh, don't That's you, true. D- why would you buy it when it's free <laughs> to download on the App Store? Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think though that he won't even have to fire that many people. I think I think I think that folks are going to quit. Uh, I, there's many people I've seen on on Twitter who have who are employees and they're not sticking around. So I don't think he's. I don't think he. I don't think he'll have to clean that much house, to be honest. I think that it'll kind of adjust itself. But, you know, he needs to put people in there who want to, to follow to the, with his vision. And keeping it private will allow him to basically do whatever he wants. Um, as far as appointing whoever he wants to be CEO and whatever kind of algorithm he wants to implement and you know whatever rules he wants, it'll be up to him. I think that this is an interesting opportunity to see, um, to see things get better. And, you know, there's a lot of polls I've seen of you know, will Twitter, uh, uh, so will Elon save or will he uh, make make Twitter better? And you know, I, I don't I don't know if he'll make it better. But the, here's the thing: like, we can only go up. I mean, the, it, it, how much worse can 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 the platform get? Now, sure, if he were to go on there, and you know, if you put put in rules like you know if you use a, a curse word you're gonna get banned stuff like th- that That's obviously happen, but what i'm saying is that like what other rule could he implement that make the platform worse that's not like re- it's not a ridiculous hy- hyperbolic statement where it's like oh if you're a democrat you're not allowed on this platform anymore obviously i don't think anybody that i know would be for that or would be for you know banning accounts like Robert Reich or Brian Anyone who Stelter. Doesn't like spaceballs. Yeah, if you don't like spaceballs, you're not allowed on Twitter. Yeah, that should be like he sends everyone a message, and then if you click no, your account's instantly deleted. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I I don't know anything that can make the platform worse. I mean, I think that 
bringing in new people and you have somebody who I uh, who from from everything he said seems to value freedom of speech and freedom of expression and kind of understands that Twitter has become the new public square and the public arena of ideas you know he seems to be expressing that through what what he's been writing and the things that he's been saying over today in the past few weeks I I, I see this as a net positive I don't know how I mean, sure, you could pull up the doom and gloom situation of saying, oh, well, he's going to you know, have so much control over Twitter. And basically, if you say something that offends him, you'll get you'll get booted. Or if you say or if Elon comes out in some kind of political message and if you disagree that he'll ban you, I mean, sure, there's always a worst case scenario. But I don't see him being that way. Honestly, I, I just don't I don't see him as being that um egotistical you know like if trump were in charge of twitter i'd be a little more concerned yeah i yeah i, I could definitely, definitely because if you that. said um like at donald trump your hair is stupid then you would get ban- you get booted <laughs> oh yeah well watch this <laughs> gone who's stupid now <laughs> <laughs> and by the way it's my hair is beautiful your hair's stupid you know why because you're not on twitter anymore lolol <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway anything else I think that's it. Kind of a shorter episode of the show. Um, I guess I guess I'll link everything down below. You can join the website. Five bucks a month gets you early access to every single episode of the show. Buy a t-shirt, teespringstore.com. You can follow me on Twitter at jstandridge underscore, and you can follow Joe. I'm still not on Twitter. You can follow him at Joe Stanberg, which, is, by the way, is a great Twitter handle, Joe Stanberg. Yeah, and um, follow my album of of the year account. It's just, it's just Jacob Standridge. Look for um, Wild Thing or Spooky Vaughn. It's my picture there, and I'll also link my link tree so you can see all of my stuff down there as well. Be sure to follow the Substack LibertyOverdrive.substack.com. I posted something today about COVID, kind of reiterating what I mentioned on Friday. But uh, check back for that. Now with school kind of ending, check back for some more music. Um, deep dives. I'm kind of. I don't know what I'm. A, I don't know what record I'm gonna do next. I'm just gonna pick something at random. I think honestly, I'm gonna just pick up an album at random I haven't talked about and kind of give my thoughts of my think my thoughts on. I did buy a bunch of vinyl records this last week to kind of celebrate my birthday. So, be checking something like that. Maybe I'll pull something that no one's heard before, just as a, a highlight of a, of a good classic record um, that I really did enjoy. But until next time, folks. Until Friday, we will see you then. And have a great week.